one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions tonight i have a very special guest the homie reaches in the building how you doing man i'm good 34 what's good i'm chilling man uh i want to just thank you for coming on uh thanking thank you for taking time out of your day to to share your story definitely appreciate it man no thank you uh for having me on i'm always down to just chop it up and break bread for sure, man. For sure. I got to ask, man, is uh, Reach the, the real name or is that just a nickname? You don't got to go into it too much, but I'm just curious. Because it's a funny story because my government is Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, everybody who knew me growing up is Rich, knows me as Rich Richard. But um, the titas, when they would say Richard, it becomes Reach. <laughs> Reach hard. Yeah. And it, it was like a little childhood nickname. And I had a friend growing up who teased me and just called me Reach. Or reach hard and um you know only a few people would call me that but then when i started um at a streetwear company a long time ago called uh, arisu um my boss's name was richard mm. and so people kept getting us mixed up when they would call us ac- from across the office and to the point where we're kind of getting low-key getting frustrated and i was just like you know what my childhood nickname is reach just call me reach and so um, it started from there. And then in the streetwear industry, when I'm going to like industry events or like functions or whatever, or just introducing myself and networking, it stuck. And I would just say, hey, what's up? I'm Reach. And then it just spread from there and it stuck. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it fits. It's, it's a dope a dope name to go by. So <laughs> that's sick. Um, yeah, uh, for the folks unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, so some warm-up questions just to set the tone. Uh, do have a couple icebreakers in there for you. And then after that, we jump into the main portion where you choose a number between 1 and 34. Sound good to you, Reach? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, uh, my very first question for you is how have you been? It's been a crazy year. Uh, you've been doing well. You've been going through it. How you been, man? You know, last year... You know, it was tough on everybody. 2020 was was something that put everybody through the ringer. Um, and I was not doing well, to, to be quite honest. And um, thankfully, things, you know, started getting better. And 2021 was ex- exponentially better in terms of on the mental health side for me and also just everything else around me on, in, in, in the life's full scope and situation. Um, so now I can say I'm doing well. I'm fantastic. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Glad to hear that, man. Glad to hear that. Uh, before we go any further, uh, let's just throw in some icebreakers just to, just to add a little fun fun to the podcast. Uh, but the first one is a one-word spelling bee. Uh, Are okay. you, you down for it, or you could pass if you'd like? No, let's do it. All right, man. So your word tonight is going to be daiquiri. Daiquiri. Okay. Daiquiri. D-A-I-Q-U-I. R I You got it man you got it <laughs> uh, You know that 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 uh that word is very like um you know it it can, it can be hard for a lot of people who are unfamiliar with what daiquiri is but you know some some people who who do enjoy the drink then they they get it pretty pretty good you you enjoy daiquiris yourself Uh I mean not too often but I've seen the word around plenty of times to know how it's spelled. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, sometimes it works out. For for me, I would have never guessed it. Uh, I remember the first time I seen it, I thought it was a typo. But <laughs> it looks uh, like it, it looks like it's pronounced daiquiri. <laughs> you know, daiquiri. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I could see somebody reading that for the first time if they didn't know what it was. Don't uh, give them back to me, please. <laughs> second round, my query, please. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second one is a riddle. Uh, okay. you good, are you good at riddles at all? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I like I like uh, stuff that challenges my brain a little. For sure, for sure. So the riddle is. Can you name three consecutive days without using the words of the week? So you can't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but you have to name three consecutive days. What? <laughs> well, what? <laughs> you let me know if, uh, whenever you can feel like you're stumped. Am I even on a timer here? Like, uh, not necessarily, but you know, if I if I notice that it goes a little too long, then I'll, I'll let you know. But think Can it I, through. No worries. There's a there's gonna be background music playing for for the podcast. So yeah, run, run that Jeopardy music. Um, <laughs> three name three consecutive days without using the days of the week. throwing in the towel I'm gonna tap out alright the answer is yesterday today and tomorrow <laughs> yeah man I feel you I feel you I feel hell of though well now you could use it you could use it to, uh, to trick anybody else but uh, that is a good icebreaker that is a really good icebreaker yeah I'm, I'm trying to find there's some other riddles that like I could have chosen from but that one seems to be the best one like uh, tell me if this one sounds weak because uh, to me when after I used it I was like maybe I should change it but it's uh, what has a head a tail is brown and has no legs what has a head a tail is brown has no legs a penny alright well you got that one for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, you, you know did you feel like that was a little too weak because uh, then compared to the first one I gave you, I think it's, it's a little bit of a trick question because because pennies are copper. Yes, yes, that's true. And someone, someone, I, I used this on somebody that was like, pennies are copper. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? That was the answer. <laughs> Does the for that uh, three days, three consecutive days riddle are do people mostly get it? Uh, so far, I've had two people get it, and then including yourself, two people who who tapped out. So, um, okay. yeah, it's it's even so far. That's uh, all right. New wrinkle in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Let's jump into a few more warm up questions. This okay. next one is, uh, what would you like the audience to know about you? That's. I mean, shoot. It's funny because. Um, if I want to, if I answer this question, like Loki, I don't want it to be tied to my work. Oh, a for lot, sure. Yeah. A lot of times what people do for work, um, kind of defines them. And it's tricky with me because it's like, what I do for work is something that I also love to do. So, um, what the, what do I want the audience to know about me? I'm just, you know, a proponent for all kinds of self-expression, creative self-expression, because that's what I'm into. Um, whether it be through all different types of mediums, just basically, if you have the ability to express yourself, we all do, actually. I wholly and um, highly encourage that we all we all are about. 
expressing ourselves creatively. I feel you on that, man, 100%. But uh, there are people out there that I've talked to who are always like, I'm not creative. I, I, I can't I'm, I can't imagine things or but I keep trying to like I, I want to convince them. But then, you know, sometimes it's not for that person. But uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes I, I tell people, if you don't feel like anything's ever sparked that imagination or creativeness, then you haven't tried enough things or seen enough things or experienced enough things. Um, but yeah, have you have you ever had that or? Yeah. So I guess I've never had that conversation a couple of times. And what I like to tell those people who say that is we are all our own unique person. We got our own unique perspectives. We got our own unique attributes and contributions that we can share with others. And by just being ourselves, that's already innately creative in itself because we are not alike. So once we're being ourselves and expressing ourselves in our own unique way, that's creative enough for me. I feel that, man. Like we're we're creating our stories just by living, right? So there's an element. That's <laughs> a ball. What was that? Sorry. That's the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, man. Yeah, I, I got to save that quote for, for later on down the road. <laughs> uh, second question. If uh, someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So what could I what kind of act could I do to, to honor reach? You know, these are some deep questions. Man. I've, I've done I've done plenty of uh interviews and, and and podcasts and streams but these are some pretty uh, insightful questions 34 right on man i mean I- i'm glad that you came into it not really knowing the vibe but uh, yeah, yeah these are ju- these are just the warm-up that. questions man <laughs> okay so how would i someone pay tribute to me um And let me think about this one because that's a that's a wonderful question actually. Take your time. Take your time. I think a good way to do that is just by me being a, a creative by fucking with whatever I create and giving it a chance. We can, we can cuss here, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't censor yourself. There's no censorship on so, um, this podcast. Yeah, the only way is just by giving whatever, giving my art, giving whatever I create a chance, whether it be just looking at it, checking it out, giving it a view, um, or acknowledging it. It's just, yeah. I mean, as all creators, we love acknowledgement of what we create. For sure, man. I definitely will deep, uh, will dig deeper into that as we go along. Uh, But moving on to this last question in the warm up. It's on a scale from one to ten. How well do you know yourself? Hmm. I'd like to think I'm very self-aware. Um, I would say a ten. Wow, the, I think that you're the first ten to come on, come come really? on here and say, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I got to ask, uh, how, 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 what got you to the number ten? Because I, I. I I, I overthink to a fault sometimes. And then that also goes into just beyond just other things. It goes into introspective thinking and um, knowing my habits and tendencies. And I like to reflect a lot on how I've handled situations in the past and how I, I would always try to be better. Um, and just knowing that 
I don't know nothing at all. Having that perspective. And it allows me to always constantly um, learn about myself in a new manner. You know, does that make sense? No, no, it does. It does. No, for, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, they, they, they say the uh, you know, the smartest people are the ones who feel like they don't know anything at all. And it's because we, we just can't know. We, we really can't. <laughs> you know, we have information at our fingertips these days and we still still can't like take it all take it all in. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because exactly. it's like, you know, we, we would like to sorry like my dog's like <laughs> it's all good it's all good um we would like to think that you know people are certain experts about things but um i wouldn't like to say we're experts about things we're enthusiasts about things um and that just that just opens up so much possibilities in terms of learning i like that man enthusiasts instead of experts uh i, I fuck with that for sure Thanks. uh so you had mentioned oh man you, you mentioned someone in there that that I'll, I'll remember it as we go along but um what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality wow i'm be talking about myself so it's it's funny how it's so uncomfortable for people to talk about themselves but it's like you know yourself the best um my favorite thing about my personality is my curiosity hmm and that's what's helped me explore so many things that I'm that I'm into or want to get into or just want to learn about. Um, and it reflects in a bunch of my interests and what I'm into. Would you say uh, that's that's something you were born with or something that you kind of had to to discover and grow into? The curiosity. The curiosity, I think as a, as a kid, um, you're not really that self-aware, I think, in terms of, I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm a curious kid. No, it's like, you know, you're a kid, you just want to do, you just want to do shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I, I became aware of it where I, I would look at all the interests that I'm into and I'm like, it's, this is a pretty wide number of things that I, I like and I, I follow or, or I, you know, am a, uh, enthusiast of so I guess that that helps define it and also it's like when something piques my interest I really want to dig deep into it right you you preach into the choir right now because uh, I'm exactly <laughs> the, I'm exactly the same way uh, how do you how do you feel about when people say oh you should choose just choose one thing and like kind of stick to it versus uh I, mean, I, I really don't know what what kind of uh, things that you're what projects you're working on but do you stick to one thing or are you kind of like for for me at least i i definitely try to incorporate everything i'm doing into one thing and it doesn't yeah. serve me well sometimes you know <laughs> yeah to me that type of um mentality is so constricting and I, I mean i really can't say anything more than that it's just too constricting for me as someone who's this vastly curious and is into just creativity I feel you. Yeah, it's not. I mean, everyone's different, right? Um, people can view it that way, but I, I'm I'm in your boat, man. Like, do everything. <laughs> uh, like, why not? I feel you. There's really that's a great question, man. Why Why the hell not? Uh, now I remember what what you brought up that that had me thinking. But you mentioned being an overthinker, 
you think that's a more of a gift or more of a curse? It's, it's a double-edged sword because sometimes overthinking leads to hesitancy and hesitancy um, it usually leads to disaster. Um, I think uh, funny thing is when I was a uh, my pops was teaching me how to drive. He said, hesitancy will get you killed on, on the road. And I kind of think that applies to a lot of things in life too. But um, yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, that's how I would answer that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Now, I, I was asking because I'm an overthinker too. And I'm still trying to decide. I agree with you, double-edged sword. I just like to... I look more of a glass half full kind of way and, you know, think it's a, it's a plus, you know, cause we, uh, I don't want to talk like I'm, I'm the best overthinker, I, I think, but, uh, I, I understand that we like go through scenarios we have ideas and we kind of try to play everything out, um, mm-hmm. and kind of try to decide what's best after that. It takes a while being yeah. hesitant and everything, but, you know, I think, you know, it, it works well sometimes, um, I will say when you you out there in the real world, maybe trying to make connections and network and all that stuff, it's maybe works against you because you might be too hesitant to make that connection um, because you're thinking like, oh, this is going to go wrong and whatnot. Um, Uh, Doubt, the doubt, the hesitancy hesitancy and the doubt. That's the part I was like really wanting to, that's why I wanted to mention that because it's like, what's the worst that can happen in terms of that scenario? It's a no. The worst that can happen to a lot of things is a no. And does a no really hurt? Is, will a no kill you? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you're, you're right, man. And, uh, you know, when I was starting this podcast, that was one of the things I had this this uh, fear of rejection. And, you know, asking people to be a part of this and to come on as guests, that was one of the things I told myself early was like, you know, it doesn't matter if they say yes or no. Like, just make sure to ask and you know i'm very fortunate that people have been supportive but uh yeah the nose really didn't bother me as much as i thought they would you you know so but it's tricky though because it's like my overthinking ass would be like shoot i'm trying to avoid conflict should i really bring this up you know should i really say this or that i don't want to stir the pot too much you know yeah you want to go ahead and even though i gave you that that answer and i said it with my whole chest like of course I do have moments of hesitancy and doubt all the time yeah man but I feel like now you kind of are more aware to to kind of overcome it right and that that takes time and experience for everybody out there who's maybe struggling with that uh, takes time alright man let's jump into the main portion Um, there are three levels easy medium hard would Mm -hmm. you like to like progress through them or just jump into the deep end how you want to attack this let's progress through it yeah uh-huh. all right uh go ahead and throw me your first number let's do eight eight what are your top three personal values top three personal values uh i mean first and foremost you guys gotta be a good person don't be an asshole don't be like an asshole number two um bet on yourself always have that confidence to bet on yourself because um who else will do but you whatever it is whatever situation it's you in in that situation um number three personal value 
do shit with passion and love. You know, what is life without passion? It's boring, man. I feel that. You know, well, go, go, go up the deep end with what you love or what you're into. You know, drown in it, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you got to add some color to to your life. You know, that's how yeah. I, I feel. Drown yourself in the vibrancy of passion. Sure, for sure. How how would you say these uh, values came to be? Was it um, any particular person who kind of inspired you to be like, oh yeah, always be a good person, or yeah, any 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 stories behind these values? Uh, my grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, my granddaddy. He was an, a wonderful man, a man of virtue, a man, uh, you know, a God fearing man. Never did I see him get get pissed or yell or or talk bad about anybody. Um, he taught, you know, as a kid, he taught me how to pray. He taught me good values and just how to be a kind person. And uh, that that really stuck with me. And, to, you know, I, I look up to him in that regard. Um, and in my eyes, like, he was just a man with no blemish. I'm sure, I mean, no nobody's perfect, but I looked up to him for that fact alone. Yeah, I mean... You know, having that kind of vision of your your, your grandpa, it it's kind of a trip. I, I I sometimes think I wonder if like we were the same age, how how it, if we could be friends or like you know how how dope would that be if you know it's just somebody you vibe with like your grandpa or, or another relative at the same age. Uh, how about this the second thing, which was uh, betting on yourself? Was that uh, any inspiration behind that? Yeah. Um... Coming up in, in the creative industry, because all my 20s, I was in the corporate world um, until, like, I was just miserable. Killed me to just, it, I mean, I just felt shackled by it. But I, I knew I had to do it in terms of just helping provide for the family because um, it was just me and my brother working. And so um, when I got laid off, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just pursue my dreams, right? But getting my, my foot in the door was one step in terms of the, you know, because um, I started in the streetwear and the music and the fashion industry um, in terms of uh, content creation and stuff like that. And it's such a competitive space and everybody's creating dope shit. But how do you stand out? And trying to come up and make a mark in there and at least get a foothold on things like it took a while and there was moments where I was just doubting everything and I was like should I just give up and go back to this desk job and I kept telling myself you know what like people have been fucking with you up to this point for a reason so keep doing it and so I kept betting on myself and kept doing what I did until I got to a point where I'm like yo I'm pretty proud of where I am right now I'm not saying like you know, I've reached some sort of finale or whatever, but I've gotten to a point where I'm like, yo, this is, no, this is, this is great. This is dope where you don't have to doubt. Um, I don't have to doubt myself in terms of what I create for the most part now. And that was because I bet on myself to keep going. That's dope, man. That's, that sounds like an amazing place to be. <laughs> to not have to it's doubt a, yourself. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's great. It's uh, very fulfilling. I feel that. And what was it, that third one? Do you remember? Passion. You said uh, passion. Yes, passion. Yeah. 
Um, I don't just because like why why live life so half-assed? I mean, you know, if if you, if you wanna if you wanna take that trip, go take that trip. If you if you wanna tell someone you love them, go tell them you love them in the grandest way possible, and tell them every day. Or if if you wanna create create with gusto, you know, create with your whole heart. It's only only the best things beget passion. I feel that man. It's just you know, I, I guess for for me to to kind of see the other side of it, it's like I, I know I I've had twelve jobs in ten years, man. So for all the folks that out there that I, that I met that weren't following their passion, it was always because there was just something else in their lives that you know for, for them they had higher priority, and it's it's hard. Like it sucks for me to see that. I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed to be in a position where I can feel supported to to follow my dreams and passions. But, you know, not everybody kind of has that support system. I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back, to be honest, is, um, you know, they have other things that maybe they need to take care of. And it keeps them from from doing what they really love to do sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's different situations and it's like um, we all are all under the thumb of some certain circumstance. But really, if we are passionate enough about something, we'll make room for it, right? That's true. That is true, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and honestly, for me, I, I don't think I've felt the passion I've had uh, until now, until doing this thing. Because so more power to that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, man. Um, it took me a while to start making time for something that uh, I felt this passionate about. Uh, for sure. Go ahead and uh, throw me another number, man. All right, let's go with 24. 24 what can you not imagine living without can I not imagine living without tangible or intangible let's go both let's go both you be asking some shit I really don't think about sometimes (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man. Uh, intangible, intangible. Those things can be a, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could choose one if you like. Either, yeah, either way you want to go. I think intangible. I, I cannot live life without love, because that, that really is just like if I'm the, if it's a loveless life, it really just has no, not so much no meaning, but it's just um, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good because within that love is passion and if you're living life with a lot of zest and 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 passion then it's it's i think you're living life right so that's intangible tangible um see tangible things it's like what material possessions can we really not live without for you like uh if there's anything specific that you you enjoy using or it correlates to what you're passionate about and without it you'd be like damn it would really throw throw a wedge in there i mean at this point in my life um it, it would be a person it would be my girlfriend and i think that i've come to a point in my life where i'm like yo like when you know it's someone 
that you 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 fully vibe with and are on this frequency with and you call them like your soulmate like that is something that you can value at the very highest yeah. and if, if you lose something like that like that's tough man like it's 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 tough to even find something like that right now and when you do um why would you let it go why would you why would that be something you would want to not be around? I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, even nowadays it's even harder because. Well, why, why would you say you feel like it, it's it's a in this time even even harder to find something like that, find that connection and relationship? Because in terms of connections, a lot of it is born from, you know, being organic. And how can you be organic when you're swiping endlessly on an app? You know, you meet up at a bar, but it's like, you know, this conversation ain't going on within the first 15 minutes. Why'd I waste my time? Like, people become jaded through that. And I think it's, and it, it, it's a fact that people do get jaded through that whole process, you know? And people lose hope in that type of process. But once you really find that true connection like nothing beats it for sure no i, I hear you man I, I, like, like i said same boat same boat gotta <laughs> hold on to the people that you vibe with for sure because you know sometimes that energy isn't always available and you when you find someone that's willing to share it with you it's um, so nourishing it's so nourishing yeah because you're giving your energy like all the time you know to other other things so you know it's good to have that somebody share their energy with you to to get re-energized uh, but yeah, absolutely i hear you man I, I got a curveball for you right now it's a fill in the blank um so for you social media is blank It's a canvas. I like that. Okay. Tell, tell yeah. me more. Tell me more. That social media is a canvas because, um, you know, we talk about social media platforms and each platform has its own unique way of presenting its own content. And that's what it is. It's like as content creators and someone who is in, in that, in that space, each form of social media can be a canvas, however you want to color it. And I know, you know, it, it, the advent of newer platforms and social media kind of like waters down like a lot of um a lot of the meaning in terms of content creation right or a lot of meaning in terms of what we, we create things become corny and things become oversaturated but at the end of the day it is how you want to use it you know social media is your own canvas and however you want to paint it and if you want to go out there and and do some dances on tiktok more power to you man if you if you want to express yourself that way if you want to take some dope photos and post it on instagram more power to you also it's it's really social media is a blank canvas for everyone Mm, i feel that and that's the first time someone ever described it as a canvas i'll tell you that um yeah 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 first time uh yeah i'm just trying to think like i wonder if more people are aware of that 
you know, um, that they, they, since you're the first person to, to bring it up and, you know, kind of give that perspective, it's like, I don't think it's, it's something people kind of see it as. I get usually some some good and some bad about social media. There's usually uh, two answers people give because, um, yeah, you know. I, I, I get how it, it can be a detriment and that can be harmful, but you know what? Too much of anything will kill you. Um, and also, it's you get what you put in. For sure. For sure. That's, that's a lesson I've learned the super hard way, man. <laughs> uh, what happened? Oh, well, man, you know, for me, I, uh, I went to college not knowing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I definitely didn't put anything in. Um, and it wasn't, it was too late before I realized, you know, I, I had resources and I had opportunities to just like, um, make a difference, be a part of the community. And I, I wasn't that person. I wasn't ready for that, uh, while mm-hmm. I was there. So yeah, that, that really kind of stuck to my head um as far as like you get you get what you put in because i since i didn't put anything in i really didn't get as much as i could have uh and but that i had framed it like oh that's only in college but then i realized that's really just life in general like you know you could continue to put in you can still be part of the community it doesn't have to be any certain time or point uh but for a while that that weighed heavy on my mind because i was like damn you know i i see the comparisons started happening to like seeing how other people kind of finesse their way through college and you know made the connections made the opportunities happen and like man you know like i, sh- I should have done more should have you know uh, yeah. had more discipline or whatever but yeah so I mean, you you it's it, at the end of the day you just gotta water your own grass not someone else's lawn yeah yeah i don't know if you ever uh seen Louis uh, from FX is a TV show based on the comedian, but uh, he had this lesson that he was teaching his daughter because his daughter was like, "Um, why can't you get me the thing that um, my friend got for Christmas or whatever? And then he was just like, you know, when you're (laughs) when you're when people are eating, right, you never want to look look in your neighbor's bowl to think to see if you have enough. You know, yeah. that was like a statement, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But all right, man, let's uh, jump back into the numbers. The, you were you; those first two questions were on easy mode, so I'll, I'm bumping you up a little bit to to the second level right now. Okay, go ahead, throw me another number. Let's do nine. Nine. Two-parter. Uh, what gets you up in the morning? gets me up in the morning <laughs> um I don't know if this is a corny answer but just living you know yeah. it, 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 it seems like a layupy answer but you know what living in itself is exciting enough <laughs> that's good man I mean you, you know that's uh I, I feel you but I also know there's people out there who they struggle with it you know yeah. Um, for they maybe they, they aren't following their passion and it uh it keeps them stuck in a, in a sense or just gives them more time to kind of like hibernate or try to figure it out i because i think for me in those moments where i didn't know what i was doing i was definitely one of those people like chilling in their bed as soon as they wake up and be in there for a few hours <laughs> just like you know 
trying to figure it out to be honest um and yeah i've been there for you and it's like i've you know suffered with with a lot of anxiety and moments of depression and and self-doubt and all that but it's like i guess realizing and also also this is i i cannot advocate for this enough like it comes with the help of you know seeing a therapist or therapy and whatever but um really realizing the power that we have to to take control of you know how we live it for sure um as uh as far as therapy goes did you ever like have you ever gotten any pushback or like negative reactions towards that i mean oh that's great that's great i feel like you know i i first started i guess when i first had experienced therapy was like back when i was in middle school um but uh yeah i remember back then you know you just hear chatter from relatives or whatever that like oh what's wrong like why why therapy or you know what's really going on type type of a reaction uh so yeah that's why i was just wondering but that's great that's great that you never really had any issues with with people uh you know giving you some some pushback on that for sure for sure and that the second part of the question is what what keeps you up at night if anything Hmm. I do like my sleep, so. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Back in the day, um, uh, I guess you know when you're younger, you, I was up all the time just writing and creating and curating and archiving, and it just like it was like a it set a good foundation to me where i'm at right now for sure i did want to ask about being a, a creator was that something that you had recognized early <clears throat> in yourself or you know like you where was there any point where you're like damn i'm really into this and nobody seems to else be like vibing with me on, on this uh yeah have you ever was that that kind of experience or absolutely because of growing up with my group of friends like not many were into a lot of the things that I was into or, or um, you know, was, was curious about. Um, and I don't know if I, if I just saw myself as like, oh, I'm a creator or, oh, I'm different. But I just, it just felt just natural to me to do what I was doing, whether it be through through writing or, or dressing myself or, you know, or, or um, I don't know, even music-wise in terms of, like, when I was DJing and stuff like that, so. Is there any any particular medium or, or form of art that you, just, that's, that's your favorite? <laughs> Writing, yeah, it's my first love. Oh, snap. So, uh, like, you, do you write books or any poems? So, or? Yeah, well, what first got me booked on writing and really open up that that door for me was <laughs> it's an earth wind and fire uh, a song i don't even know the earth wind and fire song but i remember reading the lyrics and i'm like yo that's so as a kid i was like wow that's so poetic and whatever and like it sounds so cool and i didn't i was like i want to be able to write like that and like describe something this way and i just started like trying it and i just was like you know what let me and then what also was like 
that helped that is also just reading a lot, you know, growing up because you realize the, the the vast world of words there are. Like words can be just this whole endless pro- playground that you can you can control and harness and manipulate and to and make it your own and write your own unique perspective and story. I think writing is just is this amazing tool to really just express yourself and let yourself be heard in how you want to be seen or heard for sure so uh do do you like normally just write passages now or i guess for for you since it's just a self-expression thing is it just more like notes or well so going on from that i i started with just writing small poems as a kid and writing poetry then i got into spoken word and like just you know writing for the sake of writing and having fun with it and then um i always had i loved writing and but then i dabbled in other things and it just reflected in who i was or who i am and when i got into pursuing my passion it was through content creation and content curation so when i started at that streetwear company Arisu, that i mentioned earlier um they're like hey we need a contributor to create some content for the site i was like all right cool but i saw that as like my pinky toe into the to get into the industry so i took that opportunity and ran with it and i started using their resources to create um you know photo shoots and 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 um, video content pieces and whatnot. And they were really filmed. They loved it. So they made me the editor in chief of the website. So then I just kept doing what I, I did, like whether it be writing articles or whether it be like styling shoots or putting together photo shoots or putting together concepts to present content. Um, at the very heart of it, it was, it was just the storytelling aspect and it, that's anchored in, in writing. And now, uh, in my job, um, I'm the managing editor at Food Beast, and I'm also a host there. Um, I do still write. Um, I, still, I write everyday stories, and I also, in the show that I host called Taste the Details, um, I'm able to tell some stories and use a plat- that show as a platform to, help to tell other people's stories. And what helps with that is just having a good understanding of storytelling, which also goes back to, to writing itself. For sure, for sure. Uh, you've mentioned passion a lot in, in the podcast. I have to ask, uh, what, what, what are you passionate about? Uh, I mean, I guess to, not to sound redundant, but it's just I'm just passionate about expressing myself. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Any uh, like influential like books that had you had growing up that kind of you know either fostered that that love for writing and storytelling? Yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. Um, there's a there's a bunch. I mean, it, it progressed as as I, you know, grew up. I remember in sixth grade, I wrote I read this book called The Golden Goblet, and um, it was set in ancient Egypt. And I was like, oh, I love ancient history. Oh, I love writing. And then it so happened like it was a great story. Um, so that stuck out, stuck with me. Um, that Sadako and a Thousand Paper Cranes I think was one where it's like the first book that made me cry and I was like whoa words can make me cry reading something can make me cry like I want to have that power to be able to write that way what, what, uh, what book was that? 
I believe Sadako and a thousand paper cranes. Alright, I mean I, I hope to get get to all these recommendations from the show. So yeah. you know, then, the hype uh, is the hype is up there now, man. It made you cry. I'm expecting I mean, to cry too. <laughs> I was young. I read that like, in elementary school, but to, to have that realization, like words can make you cry, like that was pretty tight. Um, another yeah. book that I love was um, The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow. It's probably my favorite book. And um, it's written by uh, Juno Diaz. It's an awesome book where it's like, I don't know, the way he, he Juno Diaz weaves a tale and uses words to just express things and so matter of factly and so in such a relatable manner. Cause uh I thought my style of writing at one point was too flowery. And it was just like I don't it I felt like it was flowery to a fault. But when I saw Juno Diaz write in such a relatable manner where it seemed like it was a I was having an everyday discussion with him. I was like, this is amazing. And also told a t- an underdog tale of, of this of this kid, grew up as a nerd, was teased, and he went after his dream girl. And um, in the end, like, well, I don't want to. Oh, that, that's the story of Oscar Wilde? Or... Wow. Oscar wow. 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 All right, for sure. I was like, Oscar Wilde. Wow. You know, not Oscar Wilde. You <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Yeah, um, and... Um, I love I love Catcher in the Rye um, because it was like the characters felt so relatable in terms of just like they're not just like high in the sky characters this everyday kid that cusses and like <laughs> is imperfect and the story's about him um, those are a I'm, lot of classic oh go ahead sorry no I was saying off the top those are some of the books that I, I do remember distinctly for sure. sure uh appreciate you sharing and honestly like i've slept i've slept on all those books i think i don't think i've uh either came i know catcher in a rise someone was like they didn't meet, make me read that in school and i'm all like i guess not, not in my class but uh I read, I read it through school yeah 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 uh yeah i'm trying to think of some good books that i read through school i think they made us read I, I feel like it's just been like short a lot of short stories come through my mind great expectations i don't know if you remember that one I don't uh, know. uh the alchemist i don't know if you read that everybody, one you know everybody recommends the alchemist so. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, everybody recommends the alchemist yeah uh it's a cool name that's why but uh yeah it, it's i think it was about a guy making something out of nothing and that's what every, everybody enjoyed all right man just a heads up we we kind of breezing through this conversation we got about 10 15 minutes left uh want to thank you again for coming on i hope you're having fun been i'm a- having a great time yeah no man I, i'm glad to hear that go ahead and uh, throw me another number 30 30 what does self-love mean to you Ooh. self-love means being kind to yourself and reminding yourself it's a daily reminder to be kind to yourself and how do you be kind to yourself by treating yourself right how do you treat yourself right by by being mindful of, of what you enjoy and sometimes that could be telling yourself that you're good enough mm-hmm. you enjoy that you enjoy i enjoy that positive affirmation for myself whether it be tell myself in my mind or tell me myself directly um self-love yeah 
that that that's just being kind to yourself for sure and just telling yourself that you know whatever you do whatever you contribute it's enough i feel that i feel that uh one of my guests came on and i'm just curious what your thoughts on on the statement is but they had said that self-love is the balance between selfishness and selflessness is a fantastic answer uh, that is a fantastic answer because when you're when you're selfish with yourself that's like you watering your own grass but selflessness also means giving the flowers that grow from that grass yeah yeah and it is it is like with all things in life i think balance is super key and that that balance and self-love i think i mean i don't know who, anyone else who's mastered it just yet um still looking but you know i think we're all trying as much as we can that's that's the beauty of it is we're all trying that's true that's true it's good enough <laughs> uh, gonna throw you one more curveball before okay. we we knock out another number but this one is a shout out question so okay. maybe if you don't want to name anyone out, outright you could just like be vague and you know have a group but the question is you ever had a favorite teacher coach or mentor yeah i I have i mean i'm trying i took a pause there was trying to remember like specific teachers or whatnot that um that i had And and none particularly stood out to me which isn't to say like they weren't teachers but they're great teachers but oh yeah yeah um i gotta go with, with, with anthony bourdain man word okay anthony bourdain was like the linchpin to into who i guess i wanted to pattern myself after um and it just helped me realize what i want to do life i gotta ask because i'm a person who knew of anthony bourdain but didn't really know his work i wasn't super familiar um so for for you to mention his name at this question what was how would you describe him you know um it's weird because he's not even he wasn't even my direct mentor or whatever just somebody that i i I really greatly admired but he was fearless storyteller but also knew enough I mean, also knows that he didn't know enough, and that's what constantly helped him to be curious. But also, he was a great—he was a great person. He was a good person, and he used his platform to to give a voice to the voiceless. And he did that through food. And I, I love food. I'm passionate about food, but I'm also like, um, you know, passionate about storytelling. So those two worlds wove perfectly together in what he was creating and putting out there. Sure, sure. I remember, uh, you know, uh, rest in power, Anthony Bourdain. But uh, well, one of the th- quotes that came out that made me feel like, damn, I wish I knew what this guy was about sooner. Was he had this quote about like, you know, he there's a part of him that wishes to just like kick back and smoke weed all day and watch cartoons, and every day he has to fight against that person 
And I was like, damn, bro, I didn't know you were so relatable. Like, <laughs> so relatable. Yeah. You know, he's a, he was an imperfect man. He knew that. But he knew that just trying to be a good person and making the effort to do so, like you said, fight that urge to do, to have those, um, to do that, uh, to do those things was, was enough. He was very self-aware. And I thought that was, that was really good. Sure, for sure. Um, I think we could knock out one more number, man. So go for it. Last number. Two. Number two. Number two. So this is a heavy question. Uh, I went down to the top level right now. Uh, brace yourself. But uh, what is something you are insecure about? What is Insecure, insecure about a lot of things. <laughs> um, for the longest time, it was my looks. Word. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a short, chubby, dark Filipino kid. And that's a that's that was a trifecta in getting teased a lot growing up, and it was harsh. Filipinos, you know how they are. Like when you're chubby or dark, they get on you. Um, and you're and you know I was never the tallest person. You get short jokes all the time. I got short jokes. I got fat jokes. I got dark jokes yeah. that that I had to deal with growing up. So um, yeah, that really that really made me some made me aware how my appearance was um and i guess i tried to wow here i'm about to like get real honest with you i guess that's how i tried to compensate with the way i dress because i wasn't fully confident in who i was naturally Hmm. first off man i want to thank you for opening up i know it's not always easy to talk about these things uh what what advice would you give anybody who who may be you know feeling the same who had felt the same way as you. It goes back to that whole self-love, man. Just be kind to yourself and just know that you are good enough. For sure. For sure. Uh, thank you for the answer, man. Thank you for sharing. We've made it to the conclusion part of the... Yeah, yeah, I almost shed a tear on that last question, man. Shit. My bad. But, hey, well, man. it's not your bad. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a good question. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh... Yeah, we well, you you made it, man. You made it to the end of the podcast. I think these next questions are going to be a little bit smoother, just to, to tr- transition out. And uh, this next one is actually from a, a previous guest. I like to find a way to keep my guests connected in some way. Um, it's a light question. Shout out to Sean for your question, man. Um, what what would you be your last meal? Man. One dish. He said one dish one dish i've gotten this this question a lot because i'm on the you know the food entertainment portion oh, yeah, like, yeah. that's what i get interviewed about so um last meal it, it fluctuates actually a lot because of the honestly shit. like one day i'll say you know fried chicken another day i'll say my mom's salt and pepper pork chops or another day i'll say silo <laughs> Or another you know what all right i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with 
I'm gonna go with silog, and that silog would consist of, you know, the garlic fried rice, the egg, we'll do that. But my proteins will be corned beef and lechon cobale. And then I'll have a side of adobo pusit, and then I'll wash it down with some lemonade. If you know, you know. <laughs> Not everybody knows about that, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yo, I think corn corn beef is like one of the most slept on kind of like dishes out there man like no it's just like i think it's great <laughs> it's magical <laughs> yeah yeah and it doesn't get that much love man um it's such a humble food but it's so good <laughs> i feel you my the next question is uh what would you like to ask the next person that comes on to 34 questions you could go heavier light it's up to you yeah i would like to ask them without any constraints and with your full passion behind it what would you pursue no constraints full passion what would you pursue typing it out for sure i'm uh i'm always curious like who the next person comes on because i can never I can never tell <laughs> what they're going to say. So I'm curious what made you want me to be on the show. Um, shoot. I want to say, I think maybe I seen you like a post from a previous guest. And uh-huh. then I was all like, oh, they like this. So maybe they'd like to come on. <laughs> and and uh, that's my girlfriend, Kimberly. She was on and I was like, uh, let me let me go, uh, you know, post about her appearance on the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what it was, and I was like, yeah. At, at that point, I was um, still trying to figure out what the best way was to reach out to people, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I, 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 th- I don't think she had mentioned her name was Kimberly. I think she went by her, uh, her, her handle. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, that happened, and. So that's how I got, I got you on, man. I just decided to shoot my shot, and um, I'm glad you were able to to make it. <laughs> always, always shoot your shot. Always yeah. shoot your shot. I feel that. And uh, my last question for you, man, the question that ties everything together is, what would you like your descendants to know about you? You know, thinking 500 years down the road, they're watching this, and what would you say to them? I, I would like them to know that, I, I, to the best of my abilities, I was true to myself. And, and honest with yourself. And I think a lot of things fall into place once, once that happens. A lot of good can come from that. And it, it's a difficult thing to do, man. Like, life will take its hits on you to, to make you want to let go of, of that dream and that passion. Um, so you got to be strong. Be strong out there. Uh, but yeah, any any last things you want to add before, before we head out of here? I, I, you know what? I, I listen. I've I've done a, a good number of like interviews and, and broke broke bread with a lot of people, but this is probably one of my favorite ones. Right on, man. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I really like the whole conversational aspect, and I like how it just it it makes you. If I feel like you're trying to get to know someone as the person, not of who they are, or what they're they're seen as absolutely man um that is definitely the purpose i'm gonna have to use that for for a soundbite down the road <laughs> you okay. gave me a perfect one but uh yeah yeah it's uh it really is about just knowing the person at, at the core 
you know this the experience that you're having you know you mentioned how you know we're so unique and so different i i believe that as well like there's a lot of factors that makes us who we are and i don't there are similarities but i don't think everyone's exactly the same and you know these conversations for me is is to kind of like i guess that reinforces my belief because i hear so many different stories nowadays and it it's exciting for me and I, I definitely appreciate it um but also for for people out there to kind of hear it too if, if they're curious you know <laughs> I just, look i just want to encourage you man because uh, you seem to have a gift here in terms of connecting and talking with people so i, cur- I encourage you to keep going this is this is great what you're doing thank you man thank you. I'll, I'll take that to heart man um you know for for me confidence is still an issue and um, i'm always trying to like I believe in myself, but I don't believe in myself. It's it's a it's a balance for some reason. But um, bet on yourself, bro. I'm I'm a full proponent of betting it on yourself. What's oh. the worst that could happen? I've been doing it too long to to stop, man. <laughs> so this is who I am, and I think this is who I'll always be. Uh, I appreciate that your your kind words uh, and you know the juice that that you've given me. So here's to many more. Uh, I want to thank you again for for stopping by. Thank all the folks out there for listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube, doing what you do. Appreciate y'all too. Uh, reach out, <laughs> reach forward. That's actually the my sign off now is reach out, reach forward. Uh, hey, nice. <laughs> uh, all, as always, much love. We'll catch you guys next time on Thirty Four Questions. Thirty Four Questions.